listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson. Brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check him out, Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, coming soon to Evergreen Podcasts. Well, we're halfway there, folks. Halfway there, living on a prayer. God, that was awful. Uh, Browns <laughs> five and three. And uh, we're entering this bye week uh, with Baker Mayfield in COVID protocol and with Nick Chubb coming back along with a few others that are coming back and Landry practiced, even though he's still banged up a few others. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to recap the season at this halfway point and see how we feel about how things are going and uh, our expectations for the back end. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, eventually, uh, after we finish this conversation, we're going to talk some college football as well. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, Andy, um, five and three. Uh, I've, I'm not going to complain. Cleveland Browns. It feels good. I mean, the last two years we've done this show, it's been very awkward. Uh, coach getting fired. And last year, it was very, very murky going into the Patriots game. Um, and then, you know, the shit show happened in Boston and then in Denver. So to be here is light years ahead. The one thing about the Browns that is very, very good, in my opinion, as we lead off the show is I still don't think the Browns have played a complete game yet. Mm. And that's going to be hyped by me throughout the show. I mean, you can... There are things to definitely say that to work on. There's some areas of concern for sure, and we'll get into those. There's some exari- there are some areas in the team that are very exciting, not just for this year, but for future years. Said Harrison Bryant, even though he had a fumble. I think he's exciting. Uh, said, you know, Chubb, Miles Garrett. There's people on this team that you get very, very, very excited about. It makes you thrilled. I think Stefanski is exciting. So I think there's like a long-term good, not just this year, but I see the future. Like for the first time, it feels like the Indians, where we've been in the last in the driver's seat for the last five, 10 years of the Indians and Antonetti and, and turnoff. You're really seeing this with the Browns, where it's like, I see the future. It's pretty good. Like I see it, and they're winning games. And what's also good about the Browns is this isn't bullshit. The Ravens and Steelers are two of the best teams in the AFC, along with the Chiefs. So it's a legitimate, legitimate division. And you look around, and you know what? Don't be, I've, I've said this on this podcast, don't be afraid of competition. Right now, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Raiders and the Browns are all five and three. The Ravens are probably going to the playoffs or six and two. So you have four teams at five and three for two spots. It's, it's going to be a lot of, I mean, look, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hand wringing, but that from what we saw all the way through January up to now, it's great. You saw, you would, we would all sign up for this is my, is my note. And again, they have not played a complete game yet, Jared. I think they can still play better. And that gives me hope as we do this show today. Well, you know, first half. Andy, I get curious because I I wonder, you know, I I was already surprised that they were able to pull this off and be five and three that, that that's to begin with. Right. Um, We've had our ups and downs regarding a few games, a couple of games uh, with Stefanski and maybe some play calling, but he seemed to have uh, handled that very early on in the season. And uh, we have liked a lot of what we've seen with how he has run this team. We have our worries on special teams. We have our worries Mm -hmm. on defense. We understand that those are areas where the Browns can improve later. Um, I am a little bit surprised that Andrew Barry didn't make moves before the the cutoff for uh, uh, for the trade deadline. That does surprise me, but at the same time, I'm I'm not 
I mean, I'm not overly pissed off. I don't know what their reasoning or their purpose was. I mean, I could sit here and be cynical and say that it it was all about money. I mean, there is there is the argument that, you know, you're not filling the stadium and that even though you're way under your cap, you don't necessarily want to go out and spend a lot of money on a team that you think has other areas. You know, you can improve one area, but the, the Browns look like they might need to prove three, you know, three areas to get all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, wow. it's questionable, right? I mean, so there's 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 some stuff that look, should they have done it? Shouldn't they have done it? I think they should have. I'm not going to be overly cynical, but I do understand those who are being cynical about it, who do think, what the fuck? Why didn't they do something? Well, this, this team, it's not about money. I don't think at all. I think it's about analytics and draft picks. Well, I hope so. I mean, I would hope so, but you can, you can also, I mean, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you could say that it's, it's, it's a protective move and a hope that you can fix it with analytics down the road with the draft picks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's again, I'll only lead off this statement. I think the best is yet to come. Meaning I don't, I haven't seen the Browns play a complete game yet. And they're five and three. Okay. They have not had a clean game. Have they had a clean win? Even the Washington football team win was not a clean win. Right. They have not had a clean, complete win yet. Well, so there's that. Now here's the other thing too. You're going to get Mac Wilson, hopefully playing better. You have to think they're going to be playing. I mean, be playing you better. hope so. You hope so. Ronnie Harrison has been steadily approving, which we're going to get to in the show. Yes. Denzel Ward's going to Pro Bowl. Miles yeah. Garrett might win the MVP. So, right. like, you have parts and pieces here on defense. I think they should have made a trade, too. I don't like how they're holding on the draft picks. I think the draft picks the whole thing. Now, there's something interesting that happened today. There's a gentleman for the Falcons who got cut as a defensive end. Now, he was a mess this year for the Falcons, and he has underperformed, and he's a third-year player coming in. But because the Falcons cut him, you're not paying him full price, right? Jared, that is a guy I would watch this week, and I'll get his name before the show's over. But it's a chance. There's no guarantees there. But because of what we've seen from Gustin, Vernon, and Claiborne, the guy we signed from the Falcons, I say take a flyer on a guy like that if if they get there, meaning like because you have to go through um, – I'm forgetting the term you have to go through because yet it goes by record. So any of the teams that are worse than the Browns have a chance to sign them before the Browns do. But if I'm the Browns and all those teams that are below the Browns – Oh, you're just talking about waivers? Waivers. That was a word. Sorry. Waivers. And he's going to go through waivers. The Browns should pick him up. Now, that is one right. where if they don't, I'm like, well, now I don't understand. Because well, you, you look in the Browns, they need to take a flyer. Here's your flyer. Here's a flyer. You don't know. You don't, you're not getting, you're not trading anything. You're just paying money. Right. They pass up on him. Now, now the complaint, I'll take complaints because that's, that's shady. You got to have, I have also thought that maybe they would do it on the back end when folks couldn't get what they wanted for a trade. And and there were teams that made some cuts. There are some free agents out there. There are some folks that they could, you know, get through waivers and, and go that way. Um, again though here we are i don't know how long that process takes we're i mean it's been a week right um so i at the the bottom i I mean especially now that you're in the that you're you're in your bye week you think you'd want to get someone in there well again i don't know the ins and outs of that signing but but look here's the bottom line oh this is bottom line this the browns didn't want to trade because of draft capital i don't agree with that but okay that's what they did okay fine but if you pass up a guy just because you keep you can't sign for a, the rest of your contract for money. Now I got a problem. If that guy's there, take a chance. Take a flyer. The Browns aren't getting any production from Vernon. Gustin, aside from one game, 
the Bengals Thursday night game. He played well. He hasn't shown up since. And I was praising Gustin. He hasn't done anything since. And Claiborne, I can't remember a Claiborne play this year. Nothing from Claiborne. Yeah. So yeah. they need help. Look, this whole thing, though, I want to start off with six. Mayfield was the beginning and end of this whole preseason, and he's been the story outside of OBJ and Garrett um, and Chubbs and Chubb, but really it's been about six. Um, here's what I would say eight games into six, what we've learned. More games are needed to determine where he goes. Unless something catastrophic happens, Mm -hmm. I don't know why at this point you'd say don't pick up his rookie deal for two more years. I'm not seeing that yet, Jerry, where it's like, boy, this is shaking. No, no, of course not. And and I will also say this. It it was brought up. Picking picking up that rookie contract for those next two years was mentioned, and there were the, the conversation was were it, it was the political answer. It was the politically correct answer. Um, the, the, you know the Browns weren't. Uh, it, it's almost the same thing though. They did the same thing to Miles Garrett when they were talking about the extension stuff, where we were like, "What the hell are they doing?" Because the way that they were wording stuff made you question it. Now I don't think I think if you remember that that you can look at now with Baker and and not and take certain things with a grain of salt. Take their take their words of of being kind of slow on the move and and overly, I don't know, trying to be pragmatic, but overly uh, cautious with a grain of salt. They're they're only they only tell you what they want you to know. Um, They keep their business internal as good as I've seen this Browns team do in a very long time. Um, so no, they do, they do. That's uh, you not know, a bad thing. That's a good thing. I don't, yeah, no, exactly. Absolutely. It is. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into what we did here regarding the, the sign. Oh, no, I wasn't referencing that. that. No, I, I know you were, I was, yeah. I brought it up and I wanted yeah. to make sure that I said on the back end that it didn't necessarily mean that they were, you know, not going to, but we get it. We get it. Um, I want to know. With Baker in this protocol, I think that's what I'm sitting on right now, to be honest. When we're talking about Baker and we're talking about his way forward, um, this has been a strangely noisy, um, but not in the way that it used to be, noisy um, bye week. Getting guys back, Baker sitting out because of COVID. Yeah, but um, I, don't, I think that Mayfield's a neon story. If he comes back, who cares? I mean, like, I don't... I've, I've gotten used to this COVID thing. It's very, very serious. We all know that. But if he practices on Wednesday, we move on. Next thing, let's yeah. go. Let's, let, let's, so. keep, let's go. Let's go proceeding forward. Here's I want to go back to Baker, though. Um, where do you want to go with this? Here's what I'm saying. I think this guy, number six, needs to win one or both of the Ravens-Steelers games. He needs to win one of those for sure. I'm okay with him winning one. Again, I said one, too. He's got to win one. I, I'll be honest. Oh, I hate saying this. I don't know that the Browns could beat the Steelers. I don't. I'm ready to say this. I think the Steelers can be very gettable, and here's why. Okay. A, I think the Steelers are playing above their head still. I watched a lot of that Cowboy game. The Cowboys, welcome to the ranks of getting, getting you know, Steelered. The Browns have done it for years. The Bengals got Steelered in a playoff game years ago, years ago. The, the, they got Steelers by the by the Bengals. Bad calls, things that just you know the, the the Steelers know how to get in your head. They're mentally tough and they know how to do dirty things. They're a very dirty organization. The Steeler way, the Rooney way, is to be dirty. That's what they are. They're dirty. Yeah. Tomlin's a great coach. Respect the hell out of the Steelers. They're dirty. They are the Raiders of the seventies yeah. today. That's what they are. They they do things. They they do it to be bullies. They do it to attack. 
And I feel bad for the Cowboys. We've been there as Browns fans. Bengals fans know. We've been there. You got Steelered. And we've all been there. And it is the worst feeling. The Cowboys got Steelered, where they started doing things to... And by the way, the Cowboys did what the Bengals and Browns did too in those years. You cannot allow the Steelers to get in your head. They got into their head, and they let things go. Now, back to six. He need The Steelers is very gettable, and here's why. I think the Steelers are playing above their head still. I still do. And here's the other thing. If they clinch a big enough spot, they may not be trying in week, in week 17. That, that may be a game. Uh, you, yes you, no. I mean, I've watched Ben Roethlisberger. Ben might not even quarterback that week if they don't need him. And, That's my and, point. And I, but they've, That's my point. All right. And again, I've seen them shuffle out some other second or third string quarterback. Old I old hope Browns. to God it is. But again, just like I say, just like I That's used to Browns. say, just like I said about Harbaugh this season, until you until you show it to me, until you prove it to me, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. So, I mean, yeah, let's let's go. Hipster Tito on Periscope Twitter. Uh, their coaches um, can oh, even get away they, with they're the worst. hands on a yeah, on a public way. Stan Steeler. Stan Steeler. I know. He's right. Everybody should play the Steeler way. They play so nice. They do a good job. The Rooney rule, every, you know, all that <laughs> crap. Fucking makes you want to vomit. They are dirty. They do things illegal. They hit you hard. And then when you touch their quarterback, you know, they, they get flags. It is the worst. I felt bad for the Cowboys. I don't want to feel bad for the Cowboys. I don't like them. But here's my point. They do this shit. Again, the Bengals in that playoff game, you've been Steelered. Again, for any Cowboy family listening, you've been Steelered. We've been through it. We've been through it. And it fucking sucks. It and does. you sit there and you, and you start talking to yourself and your wife or girlfriend won't talk to you because you're spitting mad. And you just watch that game and, you're, and I, I just felt, I just felt for the Steelers. I, I mean, for the Cowboys. So I've been there as a fan. And when you get Steelered, it drives you nuts because you watch that game and you're like, and you know you're going to lose. And that's what happened. But anyways, that's for the Cowboys problem. We're talking about the Browns. This, I think Baker needs to win one of those two last games. He needs to win one of those two last games, whether it's the Ravens or the Steelers. I mean, I think, though, I, I honestly, God, I think they're going to beat the Ravens. I, 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 I do. I, I think they're going to win the thing too, I noticed over the weekend. So I watched a lot of NFL. If I'm being fair, yes, Baker needs to improve. Yes, Baker is definitely in that middle category. We don't know. I No disagreement. If I watched around the league and being honest, I, outside of like the, the nameplate quarterbacks, um, you know, Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson. You hear those names, you kind of know what you're getting. Mayfield's really in that middle pack. There's a lot more middle pack than what we want to realize sometimes. Oh, there, there's, there's a, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, lot more a big middle, middle pack. pack right and, now. And, I, and I think he's in that middle pack. Now he needs to play better. We all agree there. But I just think at times we just, watching these games and taking it in, I actually came away saying, you know what? Pick up the rookie contract. Even if that means you need to draft a quarterback, fine. But looking at the league and seeing what I'm seeing, Jared, Baker's in the middle. He's an average quarterback. Don't lose an average quarterback. Don't be stupid. But he no, there's needs- no reason to. Absolutely not. But- and 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 he's he's a he's an average quarterback with a higher ceiling. Still, I think he's yes. Now here's the other, now here's the other thing too that I saw. So I read a lot a bunch of write ups today, Cleveland.com, the Athletic, and everything else. Here's something, though, that I do think Baker needs to improve on. With the Bengals win aside, because that was a great win. Bills win aside, you know, last year in the Jets game, Broncos game two years ago. He's had wins. He's had wins like that. We all know that. Baker, though, at times, I will say, 
Example A, Steelers game. He makes plays where it feels like the team and the game is lost on one or two throws. And, and, we, and he still has not gotten above that. And that's the one thing I think he needs to start doing. Or it's like he like here's an example that Thursday night game against the Bengals. Yeah, they, they got away with it, but that pass across the middle gets picked off. Or, or it's like God damn, like why, why, why? Those are the kind of plays, Jared. I mean, the gunslinger and Favre love it. I mean, I I actually don't mind it, but these throws across the middle, said interception for pick six. He still has too many of those plays where it's like, it feels like one throw might cost you the game. Again, again, though, he is improving. The Bengals, while that did happen, he was able to walk away and he threaded a lot of needles that game. It was a a good game for Baker. And as much as that Raiders game drove us up a wall, that was not on Baker. That was not on Baker. So I think, I think coming out of this bye week, Baker will have a big game. I, I think you're right. And this goes to my I point. I really two. do. Now, here, here comes my point, too. The reason why the Bengals game worked out, the reason why some of these other games worked out is because of number 95, Miles Garrett. He oh, yeah. is playing. I, I am surprised. This is going to go to another annoyance of mine being a non Buckeye fan about the Buckeyes. But reading all these things, I still <clears> don't think Miles Garrett's getting enough pub by press about how great of a season he's having. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to do it again. Miles Garrett is playing out of his mind. He single-handedly turned around the Bengals game when Chubb got stuffed to the one-yard line. That strip sack changed the whole game. That the, the strip sack in the Cowboys game set the tone for that whole game. He almost that had moment, one in that Raiders game, and he was injured. He was injured. That moment where Phil Rivers got the safety, that was Garrett. That was all Garrett. He has had time and time. The strip sack in Cincinnati, I kept them in the game. He is playing on a level where his moments change the course and tone of the game. And he plays defense. I don't understand. I was reading from many people. Well, we think Aaron Donald's the best defensive player so far. And I was like, really? Have Um, we not been observing Miles Garrett appropriately? I I haven't seen teams take advantage of him on on, where he's on that, whatever side of the ball, the line he's on where um, with their run game. Remember when he would over pursue every yeah. single time he had this habit yeah. of over pursuing and just getting, and the run game would blow right past him yeah. happened all season last year. I don't remember yeah. that happening a lot. Now I, I can go back. Maybe I'm a little wrong. Um, this is just something that that stands out to me right now in my head. As we talk about this, I don't, I don't see him miss. I, I've seen him in on some of those run plays where I, we didn't see him in on that making tackles last year. So that in itself too, technique, these are these are things, but again, that goes back to okay, he's being coached better. But if that's yes, the case, then what the fuck is going on with some of these other guys on defense? Well, What's know. going on with Taki Taki? Well, what is going on with Sendeo? Well, what is going on with Ogan Jovi? We're we're gonna get to those guys. Miles Garrett, though, I just don't think I'm surprised by reading all these recaps, and he's still kind of muddled to me. He is pl- I I I mean, in all the games I've watched for the Browns, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put Clay Matthews. Mm. Michael Dean Perry. Yeah. I mean, Dixon, Minifield. Yeah. That's about it. If I'm being honest, he's having a very and, special I mean, he's, season. And by the way, he's having a better year than all those guys. This is he the is best playing. Year. Oh, yes. Uh, he oh, is playing yes. on a different oh, yes. level. Yeah. I just don't think it gets enough respect and hype. And I'm going to pound it. This, if there was a dog pound, everybody should be wearing 95. Everybody. Everybody. Or Denzel Ward. It should be one or the other. 
and maybe Ronnie Harrison by the end of the year. Because Miles Garrett, there is no defense. There is no defense without 95. No. And I'm surprised he does not get enough pub. I'm not taking down Aaron Donald. He's having a good year. I saw the stats. And he's tied with Garrett. Garrett and him are tied for nine sacks. But he leads in forced fumbles. He has one more than Aaron Donald. Miles Garrett determines things more in a game than Aaron Donald to me. It doesn't mean Aaron Donald is not as good as Garrett, but Garrett's having a better year. And again, I'll repeat this. In all my years as a Browns fan, I have never seen a defensive player impact more games day in and day out than Miles Garrett. And yeah. all five wins, Miles yeah. Garrett's made a play that's changed the course of the game. Yep. What else do you have to say? I don't know. I just don't understand. He doesn't get enough respect, and it's bullshit. Nick Chubb, well, thank well, anyways, go ahead. Guess go. It, it probably I mean it probably comes back to uh I don't know, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> By the way, how is Do you think do you think that in other in other areas of the I mean, do you think that people still look at him as being like a bad I guy? Don't know. That don't, I, I mean, don't, I wonder. I don't wonder. get it. I don't get it. I'm gonna pound this on this show because he's, he's a great fucking dude. He's a great fucking dude. He's a badass. He had a he had a horrible, horrible, horrible moment. If we can forgive Kareem Hunt, we can forgive Miles Garrett. Mm, and it is mm. time to move on from Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. Time mm -hmm. to move on mm -hmm. from Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. He paid his punishment. He got mm -hmm. suspended for the year, and that was the right thing. Yeah. He has paid his time. Time to move on. And we all learned about Mason Rudolph on all those rumors. And everybody can take him for what they're worth. But I believe it. I believe Miles Garrett. I believe that shit's true. You were, you were able to, I mean, just look at the fact that look at Mike Tomlin going out and meeting Miles Garrett before the game, yes. the, like that'll yes. tell you right there. And look at yes. what happened afterward when you can see visibly on the sideline at certain times or things that were going on or the way that Tomlin talked about Mason Rudolph yes. that, that Tomlin knew and he believed knew. and he believed knew. Miles Garrett. Yeah. I mean, look, there's so, yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I just think in this town, we get behind Chubb. We get behind Mayfield. I am the biggest. I'm going to palm palm this guy, Miles Garrett. Right, and you didn't it, do it last year. And he is the best player in this team. He, we cannot survive without him. Can't, can't, can't. I'll repeat, can't, can't. And if there's a one B, it's the next guy, Nick Chubb. Thank God, Nick Chubb came off the IR today. Today being the ninth. Thank God, we need him back. Nothing gets Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's great, but it's Chubb. Cream, and Cream Hunt. has been good. Cream's been. He's, he's been good. He's been good. But, out. but this is the stat. I got this from ClevelandBrowns.com. Before his injury, the Browns were averaging 204 yards, almost 205 yards, 205 yards. We'll round it up. 205 yards rushing that's per like, game. That's like college. That's like college numbers. Exactly. <laughs> which led, which led the league, which led the league without Chubb, 96 yards, a hundred plus yards. Shit, is it really that much? That is a huge drop. And we, and they still, it. and they still, and because that's the thing too. If uh, I hate that ifs and, ifs and buts that but if that, oh, if 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 nick yeah. chubb they'd be they'd be they'd be six and in football there's injuries right it's a one sport you have injuries and so i'm going to say this up front the injuries that happen to the browns are part of this team and this is why this is exciting because the browns have done a nice job the browns haven't had up since basically three games they yeah. played a little bit in the dallas game and they yeah. haven't had them since and for this team 
If we would have said this on this podcast, hey, you know, the Browns, they'll be five and three and you won't have five chub. I'd be like, <laughs> bullshit. I call bullshit. And they did. And they did a nice job. They, they oh, yeah, I told you. I thought they'd yeah. get three wins with Nick Chubb. Maybe. Right. So to get Nick Chubb back is a huge deal. And they we all know yeah. this is Captain yeah. Obvious. But, but the excitement should be here. And again, this is another reason why. I don't think the Browns have played their best games yet. Right. And this is a reason, A, their injuries. And, I mean, let's go through them. Chubb, Teller, Hooper, mm. OBJ, gone for the year. Delpit, gone for the year. Phillips, hope he's back. Mack, he's been back, but he hasn't really been back, back. And there's been other guys in this team that we've seen. The injuries have been a big part of them. And I do think and this Teller, is made Teller the, came back this week, correct? Teller Teller's also back, Chubb's that, back, and it sounds God. like Hooper's back, which yeah. is great. Um, and I'll say this, this team to survive this much injuries will make them a better team in the long run to go into the playoffs if they can get there. And I think they are. I really do. I mean, I'm not going to hide it. I think the Browns are on their way. It's not going to be easy well, at all. The only but way that they're going to be able way. to do it is, first of all, they're going to have to do their job with the games on the way out. And and second yeah. of all, they're going to have to take one of those divisional games on the way out. Too. They have to take one of those. They have games. to take at least one of those divisional games. And hey, let's just call it the way it is. Take out the garbage. Beat the Texans, beat the Eagles, yes. beat the Jaguars. Take yes. out the fucking garbage. You have to. You, you got have to beat those teams. To. You have to beat those teams. And, it will, no, and it will, as much as we want them to beat the Steelers, it might help the Browns more to be able to beat the Ravens on the way out, too. Look, beat them all. But look, yeah, here's it. the beat thing. Them all. Why not? Beat yeah. them all. Fuck Ain't no. So, you know, call, you called her first, 13 3. Um, but, you know, if they don't do that, don't, don't, don't call them. <laughs> call them for them for it's almost it's oh, almost horrible. I was so I was so happy with thinking about ten and six. I'd still I'm just I, 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 I am. the idea of ten and six sounds great, but when we go through that back end of the schedule, when we go through those last eight games, you're sitting there going, Oh yeah, I could sniff 13. I sniff, again, I sniff they, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smell that. You smell that? I smell I that. smell well, I smell <laughs> garbage. The garbage teams are coming in. The Texans, garbage. Eagles, garbage. Jaguars, garbage. Take out the garbage. Right. I don't want those right. fucking. I don't want one of those goddamn Cecil Short games. I don't want one of those games where like you know. <laughs> we all we all remember that. No. We don't want one of those games. Right. We don't want one of those moments too where we're rubbing our forehead, going, "Why is Romeo Cornell beating us again?" Oh, like we don't we don't Lord. want that. Like this is these teams. The Texans aren't good. The Jaguars aren't good. The no. Eagles aren't good. Right. You got to take out the garbage. You go three and zero. With only one road game, you only go to Jacksonville. Is that even a road game? It's more like a vacation. So you go there, you get to eight and three going in to Nashville, and then you set up for the drive. You go Bing Titans, Bing Ravens, vacation in New Jersey, holiday season in New York, Fifth Avenue. We all got vaccines. You go check out Park Ave, blah, 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 picture, picture. <laughs> and then you beat the Steelers because, you know, Big Ben needs to wrap himself in bubble wrap because he's old. So there you go. It's not a, this this second half is I will favorable. say that I will say that I will say that I will say that even if, even if even if they can't pull it out against in that second game against Pittsburgh. And again, I know maybe I'm giving them more credit than they deserve because Lord knows they haven't been playing. Look, this is different. They haven't been There's, playing a big competition. I want I want to see Miles Garrett have a day. That's yes. what I want. Yes. I want to see Miles Garrett have a day yes. in that game. I want Denzel oh, Ward. Have yourself I, a day. I want Denzel Ward to pick off the ball. Yeah, and, nice. and go backwards and wave to Joe Hayden as he goes in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of Mason Rudolph's face. With yeah, Mason do it. Rudolph's yeah, why not? Um, why not? 
But um, again, I think there, I guess, and we'll go through the rest here, but there's no excuses. Because of the schedule ahead, there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. Finish strong. There's This schedule is not tricky. Mm-hmm. You have no excuses. This has been, It's been a hard season. It's been a grind. The Dolphins, Colts, and Raiders are all five and three. For Again, four teams, two slots. Five teams, including the well, Ravens, for, for three. But the Ravens, you know, I think you got to admit the Ravens are probably getting in no matter what happens. So. Let's move on then to, um, I think we covered a lot of that pretty well. Um, and we got excited about the backside. Let's cover yeah. yeah, let's talk about Odell and what it's going to be like playing these next eight games without Odell. Um, again, I, I'm going to go back to what I said, uh, I think it was about a week ago. And it was, this team is absolutely not better for it. They're just not. Yep. Don't, don't, I don't like that idea. I don't like when people say that. I don't agree with it. Where I do understand is when people talk about the connection that Baker has with uh, Higgins and with some of these other guys. But the issue then is, well, then what the hell happened against the Raiders? Because well, Higgins wasn't around during that game. We had the drops. There's a lot of stuff. You know, they, they didn't like the cold. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was as simple as they didn't like the cold. Well, there's there's the, this this organization's had this that team, now for 10 years. They're gonna we, right. No, but they're gonna, but here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They can, I do believe that they can't. Their ceiling isn't as high, but Baker might know how to drive this car a little bit smoother. And I think that I brought that up about a week and a half ago or whatever we, whenever that episode was. And the idea basically is that Baker might feel like he's in a little bit more control and has, a, and has a better connection with Hollywood down the road. But again, that, that Raiders, we game know damn well that, that, that Raiders game, we've already talked about it. If Odell was in the game, one, one, one play and, and, and Odell could have changed that game. Here's, so here's do the, not discount a playmaker like Odell. You can't right, do here's, it. Here's OBJ in a nutshell. Here's OBJ in a nutshell to me. I love Landry. I love his passion. I love how hard he plays. Yeah. Landry in the last two games has had the ips. He's yeah, dropped the ball a lot. A lot of drops. He has got to play better. And he knows yeah. it. He knows it. And we love him. I love Landry. Landry has got to play better. He has got to do a better job. And I think that is where the big thing is here. Now, we're going to miss Odell speed. You can't replace that. I am not a Cadrell Hodge guy. Nothing against the guy. I just don't no, think he's there to catch the ball. Right. People's Jones, more people's Jones, more right. Hollywood. Right. But for all those people who said, and see the offense opened up after OBJ, well, mm-hmm. game one did not explicit that. Now you hear other people saying, well, they had Chubb, they had Teller. Okay, fine. Well, all these guys are back now. So let's see what happens. But Landry, to me, is the king Lenchman. If he continues to have the ips, the OBJ discussion is going to get brought back up. If Landry catches and does what he normally does, I think that – I think that goes back into the backside, and I think people will just forget about that. But you sorely missed him in the first game. Sorry, you did. Um, and, and you felt it. And I'll tell you the other one, too. And he's played better than what I thought. But Njoku in big spots makes you nervous. Sorry. Guy can drop a ball faster than anything. Makes you nervous. Boy, he, he pissed he me makes off that nervous. game. You I'm ain't sorry. kidding. What a disappointing um, drop. Play better. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. <sighs> Hooper Catch and Harrison. Hooper and Harrison's what right in the fucking chest, man. Right, right in the he's chest. Done, he's done his whole career. He's done his whole career. We can pick the 10 games. Um, I have been very thrilled with Stefanski. Um, pleasantly yeah. surprised, but I got that vibe even starting in April. Um, you could tell he's got his shit together. Yeah. You can tell he's got the sideline together. You yeah. can tell you can tell he's really got a plan. You know, Stefanski's had games where he's lost, but you know what? Let's let's go look at all the games. Tomlin, Super Bowl champion. Tomlin's a great coach. Right. Hardball. Super Bowl champion, great coach. Gruden, Super Bowl champion, great coach. Mm-hmm. 
if you get out coached by those three guys, I as a rookie coach, you you we can all take a breath and say, okay, you know, whatever. And, and it happens. We don't want to lose those games for sure. But Stefanski's losses to me all add up. Does he have things to learn? Oh, absolutely. The only but the one thing I'll give him credit for is he's steady Eddie. I do like his presence on the sideline. Um, you do see things on this team, how he gets things involved. And he does make for 80 to 90. There's always debatable plays. We're all going to play armchair quarterback. But if you're in the 80% percentile where it's like, maybe if I didn't like the play, I get it. Basically, Stefanski. There is 10% where we don't agree, but that's going to happen in any sport. <clears throat> but 98% of the time, it's like, even in that other 10% where I don't agree, it's like, I get it, but I didn't love it. But I get it. I don't love it. So you know, I like him. You know, my favorite part about Stefanski? Hmm. He fucking takes responsibility. Yes, he, he doesn't does. throw people under the bus. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He yes. has emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't explain to you how important that is. I can't. You he, either he know has, it or you don't. He has a sense it of makes calm. a sense of calm and understanding yes. of, of of if things don't go right, it is okay to admit that it didn't go right yeah. and not to feel uncomfortable if eyes are on him about yeah. a mistake. And by the way, he, he is and not to push to- that blame on right. someone else. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> oh, Hugh oh. Jackson. Oh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, Freddie kitchens, insert name here. I mean, yeah, there because was, they, he, yeah. yeah he, what do I say? He didn't get a, he doesn't get a puckered butthole. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Those oh, guys did. Shermer. Shermer couldn't handle it and save his life. Here's the thing about Stefanski, though, now to the other end. There's one thing. There's only one thing. I only got one note. Mm. Stefanski, I would pay a little bit more attention to the defense. Just a touch. Just a, a touch bit. to the yeah, defense. Yeah, defense needs a little bit. And just a little touch. He doesn't have his back to the defense when they're on the field, which. <laughs> <laughs> did we have a coach who did that? Oh, shit. That's right. Hey, yeah, Freddie, we had a coach who did that. Fred, if no, you're I'm busy any- trying to make Odell happy right now. Yeah. Leave me alone. Leave Has me anybody alone. got my snacks? Has anybody got my snacks? Look, if you're if you're if you're Andy Reid, you can sit with the enemy during game during Panthers game and marketplace. That's about it. Okay, Andy Reid can do that. You're not Andy Reid. Now look, <laughs> I do think Stefanski. Okay, Andy Reid can get away with it. But here's one thing I will say: this defense really needs to improve. I would help out Joe. Let Van Pelt run that offense a little bit more. I want to see some improvement. There's only so many times we can say Sendejo is out of place. Oh, my We're God, Sendejo. Sendejo. Uh, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if we roll it back, mm-hmm. if we roll it back, mm-hmm. Sendejo has cost that team an average of 14 points a game. Throw in Taki Taki too. I'm telling you, throw in Taki Taki deal. Sure, 21. Taki Taki gets mowed over like, <laughs> like once a game. Once a game, he has one of those moments in a game where it's like, <laughs> but see, that's what drives me up a wall is that you have it's it's one week, it's it's a weakness that, and this goes back to this. This goes back to why didn't they make a move? Why didn't they make a move before the trade deadline? Again, draft picks in this team, please, way too much in draft picks. That's the only thing in the analytics. I you again. There's an 80-90% Please do something. As we said, if people who are new to this podcast, I think I think draft picks are a crapshoot. There's only so many times you get Zion Williamson. There's only so many times you can get a Chris Always. Benson first pick. There's only so many times you can get a, a Joe Burrow. Most times, draft picks are a crapshoot. 
So they I are. don't understand the fascination with draft picks. I know sometimes you need them, and by far football draft picks are like this, like blah blah blah, Willy Wonka, golden ticket. You get seven of them once for every round. Right. But since when do I thought analytics would show that it's a crapshoot? That's the odd no. thing. Mm-mm. We love them. So I am not we trade down, trade down, trade down, trade down's our favorite, right? We love draft picks. All right. I love Andrew Barry too. And Andrew Barry, <clears throat> from people in my circles who know, from people that you read, Andrew Barry has done a wonderful, yep. wonderful job. And yep. that, I'll be honest, Stefanski saw things approved, but I'm excited about that. If you gave me a truth pill, I am more excited about Andrew Barry. I loved his press conference last week, even though it was very boring. He was great. He gave the right answers. I love how he sets the tone in those press conferences. It's yeah. not Farmer with a towel patting himself down. Or, my gosh, I mean, the analytics crew from two years ago, well, we really think that the – what do you like to – remember those dreadful, dreadful – wow, Sashi? Remember Sashi? Just so, I mean, we're not there, but Andrew Barry – speaks football with an analytic mind and he does it really well. And I would be fair because this guy took a lot of fucking grief. Deep Adest is a ringleader. And so far he has brought five and three. Now there's a ways to go, but Deep Adesta so far should get the tip of the cap for all the crap he deserved in God, which was well-deserved. I mean, one and 31 was painful. I will say to Deep Adesta, congrats so far, five and three. This is, this is his, we were all told back in January, this is his show. And so far, he, I want to give him proper kudos. Deep Podesta deserves a pat on the back. Steady, he's, done a, he's done a good job. Steady the ship. That's it. By the way, you do not hear from him at all. Steady and I would, the ship. Yeah, you're right. We don't hear never from hear from him at all. So I just I I was hard on Deep Podesta. I just want to make sure he gets his props because he deserves this. He has done a nice job building this organization, like we we do for Antonetti. You got to do it for Deep Deep Podesta too. He's done the job. You got to tip it. Now look, he's got to finish the job. Five and three is not, you know, we don't make five and three t-shirts. You got to keep going. You got to win games and you got to make playoffs. Here's the one thing I'll give Barry. Harrison's been wonderful. Um, I've been really impressed with him. The only thing that's, about yeah, this- that's what I want to jump into is that yeah. he's, he's. Uh, I like Harrison a lot. A really, lot. really like Harrison a lot. And obviously again, we talked about Garrett. So I've, I've done my pumping. Denzel Ward's on his way to Pro Bowl too. I'm telling you right now. He's playing that well. For people out there who don't think Denzel Ward's good, I mean, you, you, I would love for you to debate. Come on here and type on the message boards because I'm ready to go down that road. Denzel Ward this year, again, has proved himself. He's playing like he did back in 18 where he went to a Pro Bowl as a rookie. He is playing that well. It stands out when you watch these yeah. games. Here's Again, Garrett is number one. If I'm being truthful, number two, it would, it would oh my God, be devastating to lose Chubb. Or Mayfield, you can't lose Denzel Ward. No, no, are you kidding me? You cannot lose him. Can't, can't. You talk about a soreness on this team. Uh, the other thing too about defense, which I just want to bring up real quick, that has been disappointment. I don't care if it's five and three. These tackling and yards after Awful. the catch is just a joke. Awful. You can. Here's what you do if you're playing the Browns: throw the ball three yards and you'll get ten. Throw the ball five yards, you'll get 15. I, I don't mean, know where that is coming from. It's been that way all year. I don't know where that is coming from. I don't. I don't know if it's lack of effort. I don't know if it's technique. I don't know. I mean, after the Raiders game, it just felt like they were pushed around altogether. So it, there was yeah. no way. There's no way to evaluate. And maybe I got to go and look back. They just, 
not wrapping both up. Bengals I mean, it's games. kind of not wrapping up. I don't know. Both, 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 Bengals, both, both Bengals games. Throw the ball short, let them run. Yeah. Throw the ball short. Dallas, yeah. throw the ball short, let them run. Throw the ball short, let them run. I mean, it just has been a problem all year long. Enter said team. Um, Andy, is is 13 and 3 really in play, or are we just are we just fucking around when we say that? Hold on for a second. Let me it's a play. Um, <laughs> um I you know here's the thing. <laughs> Come on, let's get excited. Snap it to a segment. Um, <laughs> um you know, chugging here, water for. No, chugging water. Getting crazy here. <sighs> Jared's drinking beer. I'm chugging smart water. No, no, no. Um, that was actually that's homemade cider wine. I mean, uh, cider wine. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Uh, my faux pas. Um, but no, I 13-3 is not realistic. However, I will say again, the best is yet to come for this team. Um, I don't think the Browns I, – I, I will argue this to the Cows come home. They have not played a complete game, and I think they can play a complete game. Right. And if they start playing complete games, you will start seeing it. I don't – the only thing that we got to remind ourselves, this has been a pandemic year with a first-year head coach, with a first-year staff, with a team that's been on roller skates injuries, roller skates injuries, that it tells you as a better – forget us Browns fans – as a better – you have to naturally think the Browns will get better. Chubb's coming back. Hooper's coming back. Teller's coming back. Mm. And they didn't go four and four, three and five. They went five mm. and three. Not mm. bad. Not bad. You'll take it. You'll sign yeah. up for it. Um, Dan Monas, Texans is going to be a tough game. I don't see the Browns stopping Watson. We'll get into that more on Thursday. But I'll give you a little preview. Um, I do not agree. I watched the Texans game. There is – I look. I'll predict the game too. Again, I don't want to hear about the Texans being tough game. Nope, no, 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 no. And I got to be real about it. I think that I think when that game, we talk about we talk about Baker coming and showing out. I think this is I think this is another example of a game where Miles Garrett might make impact really early. Might make impact. Like I I respect Watson. I respect Romeo. Absolutely, you have to, and that's I respect the Texans. But I watched that game. Yeah. At the end of the games, this was one of the only there was a weird one o'clock games were not close. So I actually had to turn on the uh that dreadful Jaguars Texans game. But when I turned it on and watched it, you watch the Texans outside that great wide receiver and then the kids town that Watson's good. We all know that. But it's like, are we really fearing? I mean, the revenge of Duke Johnson, is that what we're fearful of? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's get real. Beat the Texans. Beat the Texans. They are not good. That team has checked out. They have checked out. Win the game. Win the game. You're better than them. Believe land. That's right, EJ. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, great. Hey, shout out to EJ, by the way. Shout out to EJ, by the way. Uh, had him come over and clean some carpet today. The Carpet Smith. Struthers, Ohio. Check him wow. out. Well, Thank you, EJ. Well, Good stuff, brother. I Glad mean, you're a fan of the show. You run a hell of a business. Appreciate you. We'll get into what was in the carpet later. But anyways, here we go. Um <laughs> May f- <laughs> that's the real story. Um, anyways, what well, anyways, that's for Jerry Watson's tell. No, this that. is more that's that's like a coquina story. We're not again, again, yeah. we, we will. Oh my gosh, <laughs> legendary on Cleveland Beyond. We're not doing um, that one. Mayfield grade through eight games. Uh, B minus C plus C plus. I, I, I'll give him a B minus. Yeah, Stefanski. Um, um Boy, B plus, A minus. A minus. Garrett? A plus, motherfucker. A plus. Ward? <laughs> A. A plus. I want, some take, I want some takeaways. 
No, I hear you, Landry. A minus. Close to a B right now. B plus. Those drops were critical. I don't think you can understate that. I hate to put it on them. Those Raider drops were critical. Yeah, I'm just I'm not holding that second Raider drop on them. Okay. No, no, yeah, that's a disagreement. But he should have caught the ball. Um, I'm being very tough, Chubb. Bro, his grade's good enough that he can fail out the rest of the season. <laughs> he he is obviously an incomplete, but we all know what that grade's going to be at the end of the year. It's going to be an A. Hunt, Hunt's a tough one. Um, B plus. I actually expected, even though he was, even though he's a top. This is awful. He's he 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 was. He's been a top five running back since since Chubb's been out. I think Hunt's a B. That contract was yeah, good. For you know games. what? You're right. Eh, Hunt's a he's, a good, he's a good player. With Hunt and Chubb, it is a machine. With Hunt, it's it's good. <clears throat> it's good. Offense. Oh, God bless. Averaging usually, I mean, outside of those blips, mm-hmm. uh, I would say the offense is an A-. minus. I'm more tough on this. It's a B. Okay. You really look at the stats, it's a B. I, and, but again, I mean, outside outside of those outside of a couple of games, they're averaging. I mean, th- even with those, they're averaging thirty plus points a game. I can't hate on that. Here's the thing: I'm not hating on them because I think the offense is going to improve. I think the offense is going to get better. Now, defense. Oh boy, C minus only because uh, they're being held above water by a couple of players. C only because of turnovers, like what you're alluding to. If they did not get turnovers and without Miles Garrett, it's a D minus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But with the turnovers, with Miles Garrett's play is changing. I'll, I'll say this. Miles Garrett's out of the game. It might, it might even drop to an F. Yeah. The, it's a C as well because of the Colts game. They won the Colts game with their defense, so it's a C. Mm-hmm. Um, special teams. C? C minus? I don't know. D minus going on F. <laughs> you hated D that. Minus. It's been no, bad. I just think, eh, I, it's been it's mostly been blah. Bad. It hasn't. I, I maybe it's just that I feel like it's been worse in other years. The only thing about this <clears> team <throat> and big games and big spots, you have to make special teams go. Mm-hmm. And right and right now, Scott Hammer's been fine. Parky um, has been okay. Lowy late in games, he makes you nervous. Um, but everything else, like punt, special punt, punt coverage, ugh. kickoff coverage, ugh. and people Jones, ugh. it's been wonky. Special teams have not been good. Not been good. They haven't cost them a game, so it's not an F, but it's a D minus. Got to play better. Got to play better. Um, we will get more into the Texans game on Thursday night, previewing going into it, which will be a special show. I believe Holly Wetzel might be joining us. Cool. But we'll get into more about the Texans then. Um, but so far, to go into what my partner said before we get into college football world, five and three, we'd all sign up for it back in August. All of us. Yeah, all of us. And I and I think if you don't say that, I don't think you're being Yeah, honest. and I think even now at five and three, we're doing it, we're we're doing our best to not bitch about it. I mean, because there have been a lot of ungrateful sounding Browns fans bitching about the Browns, even though they're at five and three. And this is the first time that they've been in a playoff hunt after the, after the bye week since God knows when. So my positive spin, I think the best is yet to come. I don't think they played their complete. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. 
Again, last note, I'll probably say this two more times. Take out the garbage. you got to beat the Texans, Eagles, and Jags. No excuse. Damn bonus. Don't tell me how good the Texans can be. Time to win those games. Yeah, don't care. Speaking about greatness, before we get to my Irish, let's talk about college football and the Buckeyes. Everybody's watching the Irish game because it was the biggest game of the day, and we all love Notre Dame. Even and I was watching fair. the Irish game and didn't watch the Buckeyes game. Yes, um, because the Buckeyes played the state of New Jersey, and they took care of business. Yet, here were most of the headlines I saw. Even well, I will say that they didn't cover, so that was annoying. Oh, here's most of the headlines. Buckeyes win but didn't cover. Here's a headline <laughs> I saw from The Athletic. Placing the flawed Buckeyes in playoff conversation. <laughs> Not my headline, the athletic. Let me just say this out loud. I hate doing this because I am a Notre Dame guy, but I have Not to actually bring these up. headlines, these the, the, these these, placing, print, these print reporters are kind of throwing me off right now. The placing the flawed Buckeyes in playoff conversation. Flawed. Flawed. When you have by far the Heisman leader, who's not just having a Heisman like he's the best player in the country, he is doing things that's breaking records. Justin Fields right now, in total, running and throwing, has 13 touchdowns. He only has 11 incompletions. 11. Yet the headline, placing the flawed Buckeyes in the playoff conversation. Talk about burying the lead. Justin Fields, again, I'm not Mr. Buckeye, but here I am. I got to say this shit. Justin Fields needs more props in this in this Buckeye circle of reporters. I could not get over the headlines on late Saturday night because I, I was all about the Irish, and we're going to get to in a second, but I was going through all these headlines. Couldn't cover. Flawed Buckeyes. What the fuck? Justin Fields is standing on his head on fire. He's got 13 total touchdowns. Running and throwing. He's only got 11 incompletions. He is doing unbelievable things. Mind-blowing. What is going? He's got zero interceptions and 11 touchdowns. Well, all I can say is, Andy, that as a Buckeye fan myself, I don't claim these people. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Andy, and we talked about this offline. First of all, the running game is fine. It's fine. It's they not ran for it, 200 plus yards. What do right, you want? Right. The running game's fine. It's not, it, it, what, it, not as explosive. Is that what it, whatever. Sure. Is okay. that really the complaint? Cool. Sure. Um, By the way, that's fine. Fine. And then let's get into this. All this time that we want this hard nosed, tough team that can run the fuck out of the ball, right? Quarterbacks running the ball, running backs running the ball, sure. run the ball, run the ball. Badass run. Uh, Ohio State's gotten two national championships in that time since Trestle, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. That's, I mean, I would take Trestle that. threw the ball to even keep them in to win, which was today the anniversary of that win against Purdue. Nah. I don't remember who won that game. I don't remember. <laughs> Fourth and one. Fourth and one pass. I don't remember. And then Cardell Jones passing. Yeah, boy, that Alabama game. So my point you. is passing the ball will win you a God blessed. National championship. Quit fucking whining about it. The top story in Columbus, Ohio, oh is Justin Fields. What, you got to be Justin kidding me. Fields bitching your, about the running game. I mean, what is this? 
I couldn't believe these headlines, these stories, the flawed Buckeyes. Folks, 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 it's enough about this shit. Justin Fields is having, again, I guess I got to do the job. Justin Fields is having a Heisman year. If he continues to play like this, he's having a Hall of Fame frame it type of year as a Buckeye fan. And throwing the ball will win you a national championship. Oh, my gosh. I just don't understand. Want to bet? I'll bet right now. Let's do it. Ask ask LSU. Ask LSU. When you have a Joe Burrow type year, you're going places. Right now, and I'm going to talk about my Irish in a second. Right now, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Let's throw in Florida. The Buckeyes are the best team to me because of your quarterback. What he's doing right now will take you to elite places. And the timing that I saw, now I did not watch a second of the Rutgers game, but I watched the Penn State game and I watched Nebraska. The, the throws on that guy right now are effortless. In that Penn State game, and Penn State's not terrible. I know, I don't know what the fuck happened against Maryland. We're going to get to Penn State and Michigan too. Don't worry. But back to Ohio State. Those throws were third and long. They were effortless. Effortless. And right now, let's go deeper. Alave, I would have told you, is the top cut. This guy, Wilson, Wilson. might be better. I think he is. Yeah. Ohio State's got real legitimate. I mean, you talk about NFL pressure. talent on the field oh. in, 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 in playmakers. Hashtag God, grip your ankle. You have it's two a- elite oh. wide receivers with an elite quarterback. Have I fun. Mean, just. Effortless. But you want to bitch about running. <laughs> okay. No, it's flawed. college football, folks. They're flawed. They're flawed. Come on. They're, they're flawed. Flawed. I, 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 I've done yeah, this a long time. I know. It sounds if, silly. If you, if you want to tell me flawed Buckeyes on some other years, I'll listen to you. I'll sit down. And, yeah, and do there have been plenty of years where we've been full of shit and overly hyped. Yeah. Come on but now. This Justin Fields show and what he's doing, you cannot write a line that says flawed. And what was the big thing this week? And by the way, Maryland, that you know, two of his brothers playing well for Maryland. He had a great game against against Penn State. What is the big concern? Can the Buckeyes cover? Are we there? Is that what we're is that what the reporting's gone to for covering the Buckeyes? The storyline is now you got to cover about whether they can cover spreads or not. Well, That's the big I, I actually only brought up because I thought it was funny. <laughs> no, but Jared, this is the headlines, and the, this is our headlines. Go to your local set paper. <clears throat> Those are the headlines. I just think this story about Justin Fields is not doing getting enough local pub. Right. And it needs to get more. Right. He's having an historical, historical year, not just in Ohio State terms, nationally. Yeah. What he's doing to throw, again, to run and throw for 13 total touchdowns and only have 11 incompletions. Hey, that's just outstanding. 11 touchdowns thrown. Zero interceptions. Oh, by the way, he's only throwing 11 incompletions. He is having an all. Well, even the last game, what, he had five touchdowns and four incompletions. And by the way, he is not throwing the ball 50 times. And he's putting up these numbers. It's just, I I don't know what to say. The big play play is easy. It's score fast. Yeah. Ohio State's on their way. We'll get more about the Maryland game on Thursday. Okay. Irish. Um, I was wrong. I didn't think the Notre Dame was going to win. I was wrong. Um, I was really concerned about this game and ETN. But the star of this game, I know everyone wants to talk about book, and we'll get the book. Kyron Williams was the star. He outplayed ETN, and that was the difference in this game. Williams, 
23 carries, 140, including basically the leading off home run touchdown start the game and three touchdowns. <clears throat> Williams played ATN, and I never thought I'd say something like that on this show. Kudos to him. He he was the elite back in this game, and Jared, I thought that was the big difference in this game. Notre Dame really relied on him. If they don't get him, it would never happen, and kudos to the Notre Dame defense. They did enough to slow down ATN. ATN's presence was only felt on turnovers. He really never got good. And ATN's a wonderful player. And for that, for that team, it was just an outstanding thing to see. The other big thing in this game was this. There was two big moments in this game. The book fumble later, later in the second half. Yeah. And, then, and then Clemson, Notre Dame was held on. I thought after Notre Dame was held on downs, I thought the game was over. I really was, I was reclining back saying, give the ball to the ATN. Get your two first downs. Game's over. Well, they never quit, Andy. I mean, they never Never, quit. They never quit. But to go on a book fumble and after being held on downs, Notre Dame back on both on both on defense held the Clemson three and out. Those and Williams was the difference in this game. Those were the big two plays. Kudos. Oh, yeah. They they stepped up that last possession. They stepped up. Big time Big. defensively. Big. Here's the other thing too. I've been too down on Notre Dame. Now that I need, now I needed to step back. Notre Dame's experience showed in this game. Crawford, who's a basically a six year player who's been injured and bang up forever, made a huge play late in this game. In a second overtime, ball comes across the middle, and Sean Crawford, who has been banged up. Missing back to back season ending surgeries makes the biggest hit of the game, knocks the ball loose, third and forever. Jared, I, I mean, it was just one of those plays where it's like, God, even Crawford, God bless him, who's been injured his whole career, makes a big hit late in double overtime to knock the ball loose to force to force into a fourth and long. Those are the things in this game. Every senior, every experience, the experience showed for Notre Dame. You know, experience does pay off in this case, and that game it showed. You could see the wear and tear in the Irish, and kudos to Kelly. Kelly's wet his pants in a lot of these big spots. He did in that game. And Dabo Sweeney was getting every fucking call, and it was awful watching as a fan. Oh, my God. But he got over it. He made the plays in the fairness to Book. Book, when he had a chance late in the game, fourth quarter, darted that ball 40-plus yards to Davis. That set up the whole winning touchdown. So everybody played. Ian made passes. He made passes. He made passes. And I'll tell you, Notre Dame in this game, I'll be fair, Clemson's weaponry, they have weapons everywhere. That freshman kid is going to be a star. We're going to have to all learn how to pronounce his last name because that kid is going to be a star. Trevor Lawrence would have played, would have made a difference, sure. But that kid for Clemson played a great game. It was one of the best games I've seen in a long time in regular season. It was a – well, I shouldn't say in a long time, but it was the best regular season game this year by far. You didn't feel COVID. I mean, obviously it didn't because – Well, clearly because we saw what happened after the game. Everyone rushed the field. Saturday was a celebration for Biden and Notre Dame's uh, elite victories, clearly. Because everybody's partying in the streets of D.C. and South Bend. But here's the big thing. That was a great game for Book. That was a great game for Kelly. And here's why this wins legitimizes. Notre Dame plays B.C. and Carolina. Those are two tough games on the road. They're going to have to get past those two. Now, B.C.'s beatable. We all know that. Carolina's going to be tough. But, okay, you win those two games. Even if you get through that, who does Notre Dame play? We all know they're going to play Clemson again. Right. So Notre Dame's going to have to beat Clemson twice, which I do like, Jared, because I don't see Clemson in the game. So I, they'll play them in the, in the championship game. So for me as an Irish fan, I, I'm still thrilled about this victory. That was a great win. 
I honestly, it's the best win in the Cal era that I can think of outside the Stanford win when that was the year that they went to the national championship game to yeah. be to play Bama. But to be honest, Jared, That's that was the signature win for Cal. It was great to see. But the thing I like about this is if everybody wants to delegitimize the win, fine. They play Clemson again anyways. So Notre Dame's going to have to beat him twice. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying he's an Irish fan. I think that's good. Play them again. Play them in Charlotte and show them what you got. If you beat Clemson twice, you're going to the playoff. You deserve to go to the playoff. Oh, that's, yeah, no. That, that's I mean, a, my God. That's so, so that's a given. So, you know, long road ahead for this team. Um, okay, EJ with a great question. Um, and I'm going to get, I've actually been asked this on several other podcasts. What conference would you like to see Notre Dame join? So here's the big thing about Notre Dame. Notre Dame, who I love, my mom's side of the family had multiple people went there. Her dad went there. So um, um, I, I became a huge Notre Dame fan because of it. Notre Dame, and even though I cheer for them hard, it's all about the money. Notre Dame is about contractual money. Notre Dame is about big time things. And I just think that's it. Now, mental health guy, Indy is not beating Clemson twice. Mental health guy. I am a huge Notre Dame domer, even though I got a Purdue flag behind me. I love Purdue too. Love, love Notre Dame football. Don't care about Notre Dame basketball. Love Notre Dame football. I actually agree with you. I think as of now, I don't see Notre Dame beating Clemson twice. What I'm saying, though, is they have the opportunity to legitimize that win because they will play them twice. Right. Ask me again. As of right now, Lawrence healthy. They're, they're missing a big defender in this game. Other players coming back. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, Clemson probably wins. But I'll say this. Notre Dame showed me more in this game than what I was expecting because of what they did to ETN. And, uh, and again, Williams has played well this year for Notre Dame. He has done a nice job. He took his game to another level. Kyron Williams has not done that all year. He outplayed ETN. That gets me excited. Yeah. Because I was not expecting that, and that was the difference in this game to me, outside those stops on defense. The other big thing in this game, which is a great article written in The Athletic. I guess um, Venables has been known to steal calls, audible-wise. So they, a big article was it was the wristbands key. Because I, I, I will say it was interesting. I never really noticed Notre Dame do wristbands, but they did in that game. Did that play a difference in this game? People can make a determination. But kudos again to Kelly and to Reese, Tommy Reese, the ex-quarterbacks. Now well, it's, it's awareness. It's being it's aware. Very, it's an awareness move. Bingo, yeah. bingo. I just think this for this team. Again, going to the Browns, I think Notre Dame could play better. So I do think there's a chance for them to beat Clemson twice. Is it going to be easy? No. Do I think reality that they're going to do it? I don't right now, no. I think Clemson's going to beat them in the second time around. But to see this as an Irish fan, about all the shit from the past and everything I've seen as an Irish fan, to see them win that game meant a lot to me. Because that Clemson quarterback played well. That freshman played really well in that game. It wasn't because of his poor effort that Notre Dame did not win. So to me in this game, does Trevor Lawrence give him a better edge? Of course. But it wasn't like the quarterback for Clemson played shitty. Right. ATN did nothing in this game. Nothing. And that was the huge key in this game. Great win. Which is so yeah. ironic because the kid had 200 yards of total offense, three touchdowns, 140 oh. rushing, and 50, William, you know, eight, eight receptions. <laughs> but he did nothing. <laughs> well, no, ATN. No, I know. No, I know. College football is just – it's yeah. – but ATN only had 18 carries on the ground for 28 yards. Oh, wait. And there were plays late in that game. Why did I say that? Um, Williams was the guy you have 140. There Here's the thing go. about ETN. Late in this game, Clemson, when they got the ball back on downs, had a chance to run out the clock, and ETN couldn't do anything. 
couldn't get that ground game going. That was a disappointment to me. Because that kid in a big spots in his career um, done one. Could not get it done in that spot. Either way, great win, Notre Dame. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was, it was, it was, it was fun to see them tie it up and, and get into the overtime. And, and they went into double. And, and defensively, they shut them down. It worked out well. So uh, hats Run off away. Notre Dame free. I mean, that's a game. I mean, you want to take advantage of that as a college you, football you player. Got- you want to take advantage of the fact that that you know, I mean, you you have to you have to give it your best and 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 know that this team obviously is more than Trevor Lawrence, but they're beatable without trouble. Trevor, they're Lawrence. beatable without Trevor Lawrence. And again, the quarterback for Clemson played well in this game. <clears throat> right. He played well. It wasn't the quarterback difference here, meaning he did not cost him the game. To me, what cost him the game is you could not in big spots slow down Williams and ETN, who had a chance at the end of the game to run the clock out. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Like Jared Watson trying to get himself in focus. They could not do it. Why does this do this? That's why I I'm doing it right now. It's so annoying. Way, it, well, you know, it's because you drank that cider beer. That's the Irish. We're getting more. That'd be me out of, that'd be me personally out of focus. Yes. By the way, <laughs> real quickly, Bama, LSU, there's a lot of rumors that game will not be happening. LSU is having another outbreak. We'll have to see if it's contained. Um, that is a big, big Big factor in the world of television because this weekend, for people who don't know, you're going to hear that piano music. The Masters is back this weekend, which is a great golf tournament that's always played in April, never in November, obviously. But the CBS teed up this whole – I thought it was great. I Being an old ex-ESPNer, um, it was great seeing – I was like, oh, that's so cool by CBS. They're going to do Masters leading into Alabama LSU. Very, very smart. May not be happening. So something to keep your eye on this week. Um, Maryland, OSU – BC Irish. We'll get into some more stuff too. Okay, quickly. The the drum beat gets louder for Harbaugh. Um, Jared, I don't think it's gonna be. A oh drum. yeah. Oh I, uh, yeah. And I watched it. that game. I That's watched it. Him. That's it. He gone. I watched he gone, him. Bro, he gone. No I way. I watched the majority of that game. Now Indiana's good. Michigan State stinks. Come Michigan, on. Now. Indiana's good. Yeah. Indiana's I, good quarterback can play, but that is not. Acceptable. And for no. him after the game, I think we're getting closer. Oh, oh, Andy, this is further than I've seen them be in a long time, even though, well, maybe not. It's about, maybe it's right on par. Rich Rod. Actually. Rich Rod. We're getting Rich Rod. Uh, it's, uh, all right, whatever. Screw him. Can't stand him. Team up north. Get your shit Harbaugh. together. It's ending. I'm telling you, he's not coming back. He is not coming back. And Indiana's good. Uh, I, I, I hate Indiana, but give him credit. That quarterback's good. That team's good. Um, another quick notice. He's going to get a pass, and he should. Penn State's banged up. Courtney Brown's out for the year. They don't have they don't have talent. They, there's multiple people who left early, and they have injuries in their backfield. It's just enormous. They got taken to the woodshed against Maryland. That is an alarming, alarming loss of your Franklin. Again, you'll survive it this year, but boy, oh boy. I, to me, it's silly that he's going to survive it this year because I, uh, I don't know. I, I think I've seen enough. I, th- I think I think everyone, I think any Penn State will t- fan will tell you that they've all seen enough. He doesn't. Yeah. Mental, um, mental health guy real quick, yeah. too. On, this is back to Michigan. Here's <clears> the thing. Um, Jim, I feel like Jim never finds the right quarterback. Shea Patterson yeah. was talented, but he wasn't the answer. Thank you very much a mental health guy. Here's what I would say about the Jim Harbaugh era that I've had a hard time with. He has found ways to lose. Oh goodness. Yes. And that's never good. We're familiar with that being Browns fans. 
That's what I saw right. on Saturday. And I got to be honest, the Michigan State win, I mean, the Michigan State win and that loss, you can't explain that to me. You can't. If I were a Wolverine fan, I'd be like, you can never explain that to me. They got pushed around, and Michigan State got their doors blown off against Iowa. Doors blown off. They lost by 30-plus. Wasn't even close. Don't give me that. Well, and again, here you come down to uh, you come down to this question. What do you do after when you hit the adversity of a loss like that, that you should, a game that you should have won, you, you should turn around and, and make a – I mean – what did Ohio, the year that Ohio, the last year that Ohio State won a national championship game? They lost one that they should not have yeah, lost yeah. against Virginia Tech. And That's what they right. do, they turned around right after that, and smoked. the rest of the season smoked all the way out. Here's the thing, too, with with three different quarterbacks, yeah. and still made it right. Here's the thing, and I know we're I know we're mental health guys saying, but Michigan, I like Milton. He's not great, but Milton's good. But there's always a reason why Michigan's yeah. not clicking. I there's think I've got yeah, we we've got, it, it, we've been here we've been here enough seasons to say it's not necessarily not finding the right quarterback. It's yeah. that you didn't find the right coach. And when you get your ass handed to you in bowl games on top of it and then you can't beat Michigan that's enough. I mean, I know the yeah. right quarterback thing. Milton's not terrible. And again, schedule is everything and I'm not giving excuses. But that was the wrong time to be playing Indiana. And by the way, good news, you're going to be playing a nice and pissed off Wisconsin team Saturday night. That's good luck. I, I think one and three is running on the wall. Um, all right, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, the Indians uh, won an award that has never existed. And it's uh, to me, it seems like a weird pick, uh, I guess. I, I was surprised by feel, that. Yeah. I was surprised by this. But real quickly. The inaugural <laughs> Gold Glove Team Award. It doesn't even sound sexy, but oh well. The, the winners of the inaugural Gold Glove Team Awards, which was the Saber, which was determined by Saber Metrics Analytics, um, and they went to the Indians. The Cubs won the other award. The Cubs' defense was great, so that I can see. Uh, maybe we've been too hard. I will say Roberto Perez is a. I mean, that stuff probably helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hernandez was great, and I don't know and, how they won it with that outfield, but okay. <laughs> Leon Shields in game two, Wee! <laughs> just sliding all over the place. But all that to be said, um, kudos to the team on winning that award. I did want to throw that in there. Um, we have not done this, but we are getting closer now that the NBA has come to an agreement pretty close. The draft coming close for the Cavs. We should – that. I know people don't want to – can't believe this. The draft's coming soon. It'll be done at ESPN Bristol campus. I'll get more into that. There's been a lot of articles done. I need to start reading more about that. Um, there's been a it's hard to determine, obviously, this year because there's no big name. Right. So it's even it's easier to almost determine the fifth pick when it's like, OK, Zion's one kind of filters out. It seems like everybody's re- is safely saying it's Edwards, but we don't really know the kid from Georgia is going number one. So we'll get in that more with the Cavs, um, the Indians. You know what? I guess no news is good news. I didn't see any articles about Lindor. So I guess oh, you no. take that for whatever it's worth at this point. Uh, we are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond. On Twitter, at CLE and Beyond. Shoot us an email, Jared at gmail.com, J-A-R-I-D. Coming soon to Evergreen Podcasts. Andy, final thoughts. Best is yet to come, in my opinion, for the Browns because they have not played a complete game yet. I would remind that the fans. Um, no excuses. <clears throat> If you're five and three and you play the Texans, Eagles on a down year, and the Jaguars, 
The Jaguars and the Texans have been fine for three wins. The Eagles are not much better. You have got, again, take out the garbage. you got to win these next three games. No excuses. And again, I'll circle back to this. Great win for the Irish. So excited. These local guys have got to start giving pub to Justin Fields. Uh, Growing up, I was blessed enough to have my uh, dad's sister and her husband and my cousins live across the street. And so I had like built in family and friends right there. Boom. Plus a neighbor down the street. And I had my uncle who, uh, who my dad knew since he was 16 um, before I think his sister even started dating him and they were always close and good friends. And uh, he was to me, will always be remembered as Santa Claus because every holiday, every Christmas season, he would come in dressed up as Santa Claus and he was Santa Claus to all of us growing up, all of our, Mm -hmm. all my cousins and everyone. Um, We're going to miss him. We on a Friday night, this last Friday at my dad's house, got a phone call and found out that my uncle Dooney had passed away and uh, cheers to you, uncle Dooney. We love you. And, uh, damn what a bummer uh i don't know what else to say love you love my aunt chris love my cousins adam and stacy and uh we're going to celebrate his life on friday so uh just wanted to give that that hats off and that cheers to him and celebration of his life so there we go and go browns 13-3 he's andy billman i'm jared watson and we will talk again soon i hope that wasn't like a low note I really meant it in a positive. No, 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 no. Cheers. Cheers to Uncle Dooney. Cheers to Uncle Dooney. Cheers to Uncle Dooney. Thursday night. Big night. Be watching Cleveland and Beyond. Official Cleveland Sports Handle. You better watch it. It's gonna be Holly Westwood joining us. It's gonna be fun. fun. Take care, everybody. Talk again soon. Take out the garbage. Have to win those games. Have to. No excuse. No excuse. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 